0: Go. Gravel voice, Bobby. Yay,
1: yay. Been up for like an hour now, maybe. Oh, well, look at you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I got a. I got this call out last night. I got to go over here for uh, this doctor's appointment at nine forty-five. So. Oh, okay. I was sleeping, so I wasn't sleeping well. I just got off the JPay just now. Before I got on the phone to check got there's this guy. I think it's Andrew Gold, and he's a. Uh, he said he's a journalist. He's a British journalist and um, TV presenter, whatever it sounds like, a British term for, like, a show host. producer. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, I have a podcast that's ranked number two in the documentary section on iTunes. I don't know if it's the British, if there's, like, segments or if he meant all around or whatever,
0: but... does he have a name for it?
1: With, on the Edge. On the Edge? On the Edge, Yeah. Um, and he's like I was wondering if you would want to do an interview fuck yeah and you'll plug the podcast hell yeah he's I guess he interviewed like people with like crazy stories or something like he's like I interviewed he's like I, the last one I just did was this uh interviewed a lady whose husband was married to five other guys at the same time and then I uh, interviewed one of the the son of like one of the leaders of the Westboro Baptist Church and shit so uh yeah, I just got it, so I don't know. I'd maybe look the guy up and see what his show, what you think about his show and shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get on that. Yeah, that's interesting. So what's up? What are you doing? Are you waiting on STL or what? I'm in the the, the studio. Why?
0: Uh, well, you called me as I was coming back from getting fuel, and I was gonna go uh, see the river. Oh God! Oh, here it is. You ever notice every once in a while, a certain time of year? I don't know exactly what the protocol is for it, but um, you'll find a squirrel with giant nuts.
1: I get. I don't know. I didn't know there was an annual uh, seasonal thing. I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen a squirrel with giant nuts. I feel left out, but I, maybe I haven't.
0: Yeah, I mean testicles. But, I don't mean you like uh, you know. Let's make a pun with nuts. I mean testicles. Like this, this little fucker, he's no, ready to breed. Do.
1: What's he? Is he strutting around like he knows it, or
0: what? Uh, no, he just running across the top of the fence and uh, fucking dragging those fucking monster pelotas all over the doing, doing, doing off each flint fence flat.
1: <laughs> all the all the flats behind him are rounded off. Now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looks painful to poor bastards.
1: I don't. Oh, I'm sure it is. I see
0: it. I see it enough that when i I'm, I'm looking at squirrels, I'm like. I wonder if this one's got big nuts. Oh, no, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> this this one on the fence, though, definitely does.
1: Yeah. He wants to be in a tree, but it's just a lot of work. I mean, He'll settle for the fence for now. He can't get his wheelbarrow up there. <laughs> um, so what's up? you going out uh, kayaking? No, that would have had to
0: happen already. Uh, I know. So, are we going to lay down an episode since you got stuff to do later, or, or what? Is, I mean, that's why you're calling, isn't it? Because you can't really call at nine and be that productive. Because then at nine thirty, you're going to have to get off.
1: Yeah, it's eight right now. Um,
0: oh
1: shit. Uh brain's not fully functioning. Wait. Whatever. Let's just shoot. Yeah. Okay. We can do it. Yeah. Are we doing date night? Do you think we should? But it's gonna ha- it's gonna have to involve you uh, taking part. So I'm not just rambling off. You know what I mean? a Nonstop set of facts and stories. You know what I mean? Why? That's what the people want. Let's give it to them.
0: What? You and your stories. What's the Oh, sir! So nuts a lot made it into a tree.
1: <laughs> sir, nuts a lot. that what she said.
0: Yeah. He seems uh, to, he uh, seems uh, to be able, able to get around pretty good. Tree to tree yeah. transfer. Like, right, now cool. he's in the palm.
1: I am um, not on the good phone inside. For whatever reason, they don't have the fucking yard open. I don't think. Give, listen, give me um. Give me a couple of minutes to call you like three, four, five minutes to call you back. Probably less. I'm gonna go check see if they're open outside. So ready? you're gonna have some little insights and fucking your little uh witty repertoire and Yeah, I'm to le- ask questions and interrupt and uh yeah. Interrupt away.
0: Yeah, okay. I plan on it. Ready for Mama C Q? Yeah, I'm ready to hear you flub this. Good, I'm ready to flub. If you feel
1: you're being victimized or
0: exploited by this prisoner, please contact customer service at 855 466 all subject matter in a preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you right bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, Bitch. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. This is the Notes from the Fin podcast. This is early morning podcast, so oddly sober Captain Freddie. And of course, I have our favorite convict, Chino. Chino, what's up?
1: Hey! Out here under this beautiful gray paste, soggy concrete Michigan sky that is probably responsible for most of my depression.
0: I am a little disappointed that we're doing a, a morning podcast and you no longer have a uh, gravel voice. I always think that's fun when you have like sleepy gravel voice, but we can trudge on today for the viewers. We are going to be discussing what Bobby affectionately terms date night. It's probably not what you think, so I'll let him get into it, but it is a pretty interesting story. And from his perspective and from the other's perspectives, it's, um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of. Funny. It's kind of sad. I don't know. It's a neat story, though. So, uh, Bobby, without further ado,
1: would you like to explain date night? I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm not into this. What are we doing here again? Uh, Yeah. So this is a terrible facility. Let's just make that clear. I don't know how many times I've Proud be giving the uh viewers' ear about how this is the only level one I've been to but it's a shithole. But but it's really the way they run it and it's it's old as hell. But one of the decent things about level ones allegedly is that they have uh they have more programs and stuff because people are it's a minimum security prison, so they, they have more programs which specifically means more outside people come in to do stuff. And uh For anyone who's been around the Notes from the Pen website or or Twitter account before all this podcast stuff, knows that I write. And um, I've never taken any like creative writing classes or anything. I've had to read books, you know, Strunk and White's Elements of Style, and you know, just writing books to um, learn and just read a lot. And I'm pretty decent at inferring stuff. And oh, look, this seems to work and whatever. So uh, I love writing. It's it's been my number one outlet since coming to prison. And since I've been down I used to I'd hear at, at higher level facilities from people who've been at level ones before talk about these creative writing like workshops that would be uh, at the lower levels and how they'd be run by uh, college people. Specifically and I don't I don't know if it was strictly um mostly females, college female college students, but it was probably just if there were any guys that weren't worth mentioning, you know what I mean? Even if there was 10 guys and one girl they would be like, yeah. and there was a girl there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, truly. And I'm, right, and at first, my ears perk up because I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's all cool and shit, but there's like female psychs here and nurses and shit, that's that's cool. They're not college girls, so that's a that's definitely a bonus, but what about the writing? You know what I mean? Like, is it good? Is it good? And They're like, hey man, did you hear what I said? There's a cripple there. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, but What did they teach you guys? And he's like, I don't fucking know. So that's usually how it went. So I was kind of like in the back of my mind, always eager to do something like that. And uh, when I got here, they offered it. So uh,
0: I... um, Is there like a long... I got to interrupt. Is there like a long list that you got to get on and that you got to wait and it's a lottery pick? Or is there just not people not very interested? I imagine everybody's interested. How did you get into the program? Yeah, that's
1: what I was... uh, I was worried about that. I was like, damn there's probably a bunch of knuckleheads who want to go over here and fucking make women feel uncomfortable who are cool enough to, like, you know, volunteer their time to come over here. I'm sure it's like you get course credit for it or whatever, but... And make them... And leer at them and just be weirdos who have no interest in writing or whatever the workshop's about. And that's what I would of think. I won't be able to get into it. Yeah. So, I wrote a kite to the special activities director who... who I actually, it's the chaplain here that makes all the decisions. But... It's a kite, so it's written. So I get to shine a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. So I write. Uh, I lay out a. I lay out a, a little kite. Um. You know, I'm I'm dropping 50 cent words in there. you know, so uh, just like pretty overtly, like look, look, I can read. <laughs> here, I really, you know, I write. I write. I love writing. I love writing. Like and I've never had the opportunity to actually take, like, a workshop or anyone. To, you know, I've written back and forth with um, the editor of the University of Michigan, like, Prisoner Creative Arts thing, the writing thing. Um, he writes me so Well, has this been a while. But I'd written back and forth to him. I'd been publishing a couple of those things, and, and he used some of my stuff to, um, to, in one of his classes where they were teaching their students to critique stuff. So, I mean, I'd had to, but I'd never had an cl- actual class. Um. So I did all that stuff, and luckily enough, I um, got received a receipt Like, look, we're considering you. Whatever, whatever. Um, I don't remember if they verified it or if they just said we're considering you. But I was like, yes, I'm in there. And uh, another quick
0: question. No, later. Interruption question. Do people with CSC, um, isn't that what it's called? Uh, are they allowed in? They don't let them, those people, in there, right?
1: I don't think that just by appearance, well, yeah, there was one guy that looked like he might have he might have been in there on that. Um, I don't know. I, I doubt they could. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I mm, I don't know. It seems like they shouldn't be, right, because something happened. But then there's also a thing like some people, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think, that, I think you can still get in those classes. But I, I'm not positive. It's a good question. There was one guy in there that was questionable. And I there's a little story about him <laughs> over there. What does
0: so the CSC little, stand um, for?
1: Criminal sexual uh, con- conduct. Okay. Criminal sexual contact, something like that. So uh yeah, so I ended up uh, getting this little like nod like yeah you we're going to start a class up in this month or whatever, but you never know about that stuff. And so then um one night I get the call out through the bars and I pull it up and I'm like, ooh. Um creative writing workshop. But it says um theater slash creative writing workshop and it's at like it's like at seven thirty or something at night. And I'm like, okay. So now like I got all the next day and everything and I'm like, okay, what all right. Well I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know who's actually going to be over there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the unit it's it's the college that's due the- but I don't know anything about it. And so um the whole next day I'm like well, anytime you do any, like, even if you're like, I got to go to healthcare later today for this, my neck thing. And, uh, I'm going to wear my decent blues and stuff over there just cause you, you know, if you have an interaction with someone of the opposite gender, I don't know. You, you're not like, I don't, know it's weird. You're not like trying to scam on them or anything or like, Hey, what's up? But it's just, I guess you, you know me, I'm kind of vain. So I want my appearance up. I don't want to be over there being off putting. So, um, But this is different. This is like, oh, there might be, like, educated. You have one minute remaining. And, uh, yes, please, I'll I'll take part of that. What do I bring? Do I bring a notebook? It's like a whole unraveling of these thoughts because you're like, okay, well, something different is happening tomorrow, which never happens in prison. And, you know, probably wouldn't be a big deal out in the world. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I'll go check this thing out which would be my reaction out there. But in here, it's like, oh, something new is happening, something out of the ordinary, something with people in the outside world. Like, I can almost, like, when I see the call up the night before my adrenaline starts, like, spiking a little bit, I'm, like, nervous. I'm, like, what am I supposed to be like? And I'm, like, having these conversations with myself, and, you know, uh, uh, at night. And I'm, like, okay. Which is, and then it's kind of hard to sleep that night. And uh really it makes you realize how fucked up you are <laughs> because, like, you know, it's like Christmas morning almost, just the unexpected. Yeah, just to go to a, uh, a creative
0: writing-slash-theater class that you really know nothing about. So you get anxiety, you get
1: a... Uh... Thank you for using GTL. Hey, great-paced sky. Inspiring.
0: It's nice down here today. So you were uh, we were talking about how... Uh, you have anxiety, but you're also chomping at the bit. But then again, you don't even know what you're going to, so you don't even know why you're excited. But, you know, it's going to be something different. So, and that never happens. You have Groundhog Day over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, which, by the way, is one of the... It's arguably the toughest part of prison, is that there's no division of... there's, there's The divisions of time are so, like so structured and identical that it's it's weird it's hard to you're counting just like cycles like okay another season down and there's like there, your life doesn't really move there's no movement in life there's no new car there's no new clothes there's no you know what I mean it's 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 weird um, so yeah so I, I have a little bit I see the, um, the theater part on there and I'm like what is this don't like this I'm not doing shit but I don't let, really let it get that far I'm just like okay I'll be there for the writing though that's gonna be my thing <laughs> So the next day I'm like, you know, I need a haircut anyways. I go get all trimmed up, get the get the old haircut in and um I'm like, you know what? I don't really like my pocket pants. I'm gonna hey Hollywood you got to, let me borrow your nice pocket pants today. He's like, All right. I'm going like, to me get your belt too. Uh uh, right. uh uh Freddie
0: interruption here. Pocket pants? Like yeah, uh, you had like nice nice property is pants with pockets? Okay, so
1: the shit they give you now, because stuff doesn't get better in here, it gets worse. Um, are like thin canvas, like type material with one back pocket and stretchy waistband, right? So not exact. I mean, if you've seen a grown man walking around Kmart in like stretchy waistband pants, you'd like pull your kid closer. You'd pull any kid closer, even if it a like, You know, that guy, guy's weird. So that's like what they issue out now I have pocket pairs of pocket pants which are like they look more like jeans I think I might have talked about they look more like jeans but they got like an orange stripe going on the side and they got belt loops and zippers and all like you know actual pants but there's my regular pocket and then there's like fancy visiting pocket pants which are like nice which Hollywood has so I'm like Hollywood let me get those pocket pants tonight he's like why there's no you going on a visit I'm like no just I'm like just fall back just let me get him. Are you using him? He's like, no, go ahead. So I'm like, let me get your belt, too. you got a nicer belt for me. So he gives me a belt, and then I, you know, I'm, like, prepping. I'm, like, timing my workout. I'm like, well, I need to work out, and then I call it for 730, and then I'll shower at, like, 630 so I can get up there and get all ready and prepped, and, you know, I won't be rushing out the door. So I, I, I take care of all that stuff. And uh, the day goes by and I'm like asking people, like, what do you think it's going to be like, but asking it nonchalantly, you know. And they're like, I don't know, I've never been there. Or they're like, oh yeah, they do one over here and they do, apparently they have like one or two um, usually running. So there'll be like two separate ones going on. One started earlier and then will be finished while this one's still going. You know, they last like six weeks or whatever. <laughs> so I get, you know, I get all ready and the, the time's approaching and then I shower and I'm in there and, I'm starting to get dressed and I'm like okay so I open my locker and under all my clothes is like this plastic bag and it has my like I always keep a spare wife beater like brand new crispy still got the creases and I've still got that little tape on them when they're folded around the thing brand new wife beater brand new v-neck and, like, you know, socks. Like, really, like, nice stuff I keep put away for, I don't know why, because I'm a bug and I'm in prison, and and they're, like, for visits or, like, picture day or there's really attractive sissy on the yard. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll throw it around and strut around the yard, talk of the roost type stuff. So I'm like, what better time than to break out the old v-neck? I don't know what we're allowed to wear over there. Usually when you go in college, you have to wear all blue, so, like, a button-up shirt. So I'm like, I'm going to toss that over just in case, but if it's business cash over there, I'll pop that top at some point and be walking around in a in an actual, like, fruit-of-the-wound womb v neck This sounds m- more like you're primping than just getting ready to go somewhere. This isn't too, like... This can't surprise you that much about me, right? No, it doesn't. All right. But, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, I... If I was going out with a girl in the world, I wouldn't do this much. So probably the prison fucks you up, man. And I'm like, I, there's no like weird motive behind it. Like, yeah, they're gonna see me and just you know. There's none of that. It's just like, well, you're not an I idiot. I want to look. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I just want to look nice because I'm a fancy girl, and you know, <laughs> and and sometimes I want to go strut on the red car. I don't fucking know. Look, you diagnose the psychosis. You I know, mean, I'm just here to tell you what happened. So, uh, I get all my like shit out. I go, uh, and I get all done up put like little murrays in my hair. Like yeah, everything's, all right, I'm about right. It looks like I'm about to go on a fucking goddamn date, which is where the the term came jokingly because like when I would have to tell Hollywood I need the the good pocket pants, I'd be like, Hey, it's date night. Give me the goddamn pocket pants. <laughs> and so like that just became the the term for it. But I also reach in my locker, a secret weapon. Flip the top up, pull out. I got like my my, my Ray-Ban glasses case, and inside, I got um, like the you know the uh, the cologne samples inside of, uh magazines and shit. Yeah, so of I got those stashed away too for like visits and stuff because you can't get cologne in there. So I take a little piece of just rub it on a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I damn. Timex watch that so I got like this, like this indigo Timex watch that's like exclusive in here recently stopped working. And I'm like, do I wear it? And then I run the risk of like someone realizing it's ornamental and like, hey, what time is it? And I'm like, oh, and then I got to pretend like it just it just went out. And I'm like, uh, yeah, let's go for it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, so this is what's going to happen randomly throughout. <laughs> Randomly throughout the class, I'm going to adjust it so it looks like it just ran out of time. If anyone, if anyone asks. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, oh yeah. Also, a pocket full of um, not a pocket. I grab a couple cough drops. Breath mints they always wear out, wear out. You know what I mean? They don't. But if you pop a cough drop in your mouth. It's good for you know it lasts a while. Actually, uh, so that's in there. So. Everything's ready. I'm like, what, do I bring notebooks and shit or what? So I bring some notebooks and ray bands? Yeah, I'm going to wear the Ray-Bans. So I can always take them. I'm just overly, you know. Oh, you're completely primping. There. Completely. Uh,
0: you got the, the bread, You got the cologne. You got the – You are, are you
1: ironing your blues? I, I was one step away from doing that, but I would have if they weren't already, you know. I most definitely, I'm not above it. I didn't, but I'm not above it. And at this point, you can tell I'm really not above, uh, above much. If there was some sort of ceremonial headdress to wear, I would have have fucking, you know. Uh, So I go over there, and I'm like, I got the button up, tucked in, got my, my, like, state coat over, and I don't know what the scene's going to be like there, but they're having it in the chapel, which I've never been to. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's a small, like, A-frame building, and it looks like a church, or your typical church, got a spire thing coming out the top. So I go over there. Oh, brand new! Uh, That's right when I got my uh, my Nike said I'm like, I'm gonna wear these gym shoes. I don't think they'll say anything. So I got crispy, just on ten. So I, I'm walking over there, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck it's gonna be like. And I go through, and usually you're expecting like a big shakedown or like a CO to check your past and. I go in there and there's one cop. He's like, "You're supposed to be here." He looks at it and goes, "All right, go in there." And he points and this there's like this little office like segment off of, off of like outside of the chapel. So I go in there, and it's it's like Dorothy going into Oz. It just goes from black and white to color. Like the whole everything in here is steel and concrete. In this church, it's like vault, the ceiling goes all the way up, like you know how you would imagine the A-frame a vaulted ceiling with all stained mahogany. Flats on for the roof, the, the pews, um, all the cushions are like nice velvety looking cushions for the pe- church pews, and it's like a church. You know what a church feels like. They're kind of like warm and like um, insulated feeling, and the lighting's kind of dim. And there is no women there, but there's six other guys sitting around a table fully print out as well. <laughs> like like wearing wearing their best like fleece and and they're probably wearing watches that actually work and shit like that. <laughs> and shit off. But uh just on the exact same tip and um but also like real cash attitude. And so uh going there and waiting the um the girls were late. They um the University of Michigan people had like they had car trouble on the first day, so we're just like sitting around, like I don't know what the fuck. But there's a guy, like a moderator guy who like he's an inmate who does all this shit. Like he he's always there at all of them. So we're just waiting, and uh, we're sitting. We got like the tables like like lined up in a, a square, and we're all sitting around just waiting. And they are showing up late and uh, coming in, and it was uh, two. University of Mission College students. But before, before,
0: hold on. Let me. I got to stop. Hold on. They're late. I want to know the attitude of the group. Would you say there was like ten of you in there? Uh, or is everybody on like the, every everybody's primped and uh, got their you know Sunday best on? But is the is everybody on their best behavior or are they like? Yo, you seen them bitches at the blah blah blah? And you you know what I mean? Like I feel like everybody's attitude would have to be like, oh, good day, sir. How are you doing today? You know, like they're everybody's exactly.
1: Says, You're exactly right. Everyone is like. First of all, I really thought there'd be like a bunch of goons over there. There wasn't. And for the for the remainder of like the classes, everyone was surprisingly. Now, I don't even want to say well behaved just knew how to fucking act around human beings. You know what I mean? It okay. was uh it was that was definitely relieving. No one was like and and when I say primped, you wouldn't know it. If you walked into if you walked in there, you wouldn't be like, "Hey, these guys are all dudded up." But I you I, I'm on prison yards all the time, so I see how everyone normally looks. And uh you wouldn't think twice about it. But yeah, everyone's everyone's cool. Not a lot of talking going on. Um and there's not a lot of people. I thought there'd be um more people than there were was about ten of us probably all together. And so yeah, so everyone was on the the whole time was surprisingly everyone was pretty much there. No one was a weirdo or a creep or well there's some a weirdo there, but I don't think he could help it. It wasn't it had nothing to do with the people that sh- the people or or the, the stuff. So yeah, so that's uh and then uh, they come over and they finally get there. And it's, uh, like you expect two college chicks. One is, uh, I don't want to describe them or anything, but, yeah, so they come, and they're great. They're like, you know, I'm already putting myself in their perspective, like, man, they're going to come to a prison. And, oh, by the way, there is no COs in there. It's just it's just us sitting in, in this, there's, like, they're not in there, period, which was, like, a really great thing with, when like, when we interacted. It wasn't like, I don't know, it, was, it felt more like, being out in the world, and so they get there, and they're completely amazing. Like they're not, if they had any like uh, hesitation or fear, they didn't show it at all. They were like open, and and they didn't make us feel weird. i'd Like that experience that I told you, like when I went to the hospital, none of that it was just like, hey, how are you guys doing? This is my name, and we're here to do this, and we're real open, and whatever you guys we wanted to do this and this, but we, you know we want to take input from you guys, and. It was uh it was really cool and really re- refreshing. And um, we had the first day we have to do like improv games, which I don't. Know, what do you? What, how would you guess my reaction to that stuff would be? You'd be like, I don't want to do improv
0: games. I want to do creative writing, assholes. But I'll participate. Not
1: only, that's what happened. I feel like the old me would have been like, oh god, like anxiety about it. But I'm like, whatever. It's. Whatever. So like, you have to like say I don't know fucking improv games. You got to like say your name and then point to someone. Else. I I don't know. It's like weird sh- interactive stuff like that. But I do it and and it doesn't make me feel weird at all. And I'm just like get outside myself. And they um, thankfully like like I was kind of saying the energy there was real good. You have one minute remaining. All the guys are were pretty cool and stuff. As far as like. It, it, it was no, that like, that pole, and it took me a second to realize it, but that whole prison mentality was, like, kind of, like, put on pause for the time we were there. And so the whole first um, workshop thing is um, just us, you know, like, getting outside ourselves, getting loose, getting comfortable, and, and stuff like that. And um, so that's what we do the whole time. I remember we leave, like, we have little brief interactions. and You know, my style isn't, Overtly like stealing the conversation and like which that's the, a lot of that did happen where it's like I'm gonna be the talker, I always wanna be talking, and I'm trying to outdo these other people but it wasn't like prison style creepy, it was just like people like, all right, settle down and and that's not my game, I don't that's not my personality, so um so yeah, so I just kick back and like when it is my thank you for using TTL. yeah, so uh so for all my preening, I'm not over there jumping, chomping at the bit to like get in every conversation to be the one talking. If anything, I'm a more, I'm a slightly more reserved version of myself. I'm just like sitting back, observing. I don't, I don't want to be like an attention. But that's just not me, anyways, in situations like that. So I just sit back and you know let everyone do their thing when it's my turn. I take part and genuinely take part. Not like I'm too cool for it or anything, but you know. So. Um, there's one guy in there. I forgot to mention. There's one guy in there who's definitely not preened, um, looks a mess, just walked out of a soup kitchen line, <laughs> who's uh, who's out there, a space cadet, um, and uh, it was it was great because like we were doing, we were doing these uh, like improv things where it's like okay you start a story and then the next person adds on to it. So it's like yeah I'm walking to the store, and I see a duck, and uh, I pick the duck up because it looks hurt, and I put it in my car, and then the next person's like, yeah, and then I decide to go find a veterinarian, or whatever. So, and, like, the story's taken a normal causal chain that time and regular common sense would say a story takes, you know, nothing outlandish, some funny stuff, you know, and then the the um, space cadets next to me, so I go, and I'm, I'm like, yeah... And so, um, the doors, the doors locked to the, um, to the vet. I don't remember what it was. It was something like that. You know, the doors locked at to the vet. So I get back and figure, uh, I'm going to go pick up some supplies and fix the duck myself. It wasn't that stuff. So it, now it's this guy's turn, right? And he goes, and then I, he says exactly verbatim what I say. He's like, and then I'm going to go pick up some stuff to fix the duck. <laughs> and so every time it came around, I I would say something like my little addition, and he would just repeat the same thing. And then and then I, I'm basically taking everything, every like scintilla of my being, not to be like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing us. What's going on with you? Did you have a stroke? What's happening? Do you need help? Someone get a gurney in here. But I'm just so like I throw my hands up like I don't. And he looks at me with my hands up, like I'm kinda like trying to help him along I'm like, yeah and then, you know, you're supposed to like add like the next thing that happens. And he just repeats the same thing again. And um he throws his hands up. He's like, I don't know, man. It just taps out and then I instantly <laughs> instantly feel bad about it. But uh <laughs> every time that yeah it was his turn to do something and all the improv stuff was uh something like that and it was it was wonderful. I got two. out of Poor bastard. But um Poor bastard. He's a nice guy, too. I like him. He's all right. But uh, I'm like, hey, man, we got company. What are you doing, bud? Tighten up. We need to talk. We need to have, like, a meeting before. Anyways, so that, that whole thing goes down, and it's it's like a... You know, I've used this term before, but, you know, the class ends, and and it's basically all improv stuff, just to get loosened up. And, you know, I understood it, and it was, like, necessary. By the end of it, everyone was, like, real pretty comfortable. And you do enough silly, stupid shit where you can't really take yourself seriously, no matter how much primping you do before. And uh, on the way back, I was floating to myself, just, like, my brain is, like, so overstimulated that I can't sleep, this is just the shit we were talking about yesterday. Like, I can't, like, I feel high, like, physically. Um, like, I'm almost, like, in a daze. And, like, people are talking to me, but I'm not really listening on the way back. And because there was still a couple minutes to yard. And um, I went and just like, kind of, like, laid back in a daze. And was just, like, laying on my bunk with my hands crossed. I put all my shit away. And uh, it, was, it was a great feeling because I felt like a human being again. But then it was also a thing like, holy shit, prison fucks you up. Because that was just like that. I don't think it should have had that. I don't know what chemicals were going on in my brain, but it was like, oh, there's cool people here, and and it worked on every level for me. You know, um, if it was, I was there for because I'm so excited. I love writing, and I, and I want to like learn more about it. I want to talk to people who are passionate about. It. One of the one of the um, girls was well, wanted to be like a teacher, and she was like into uh, writing and poetry, and you know? all that was like her specialty. I could tell. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Ooh, I get to talk! I don't care who it is. If it was an, if it was an, if it was an old Jewish man over there teaching this, old crabby, uh, uh, old guys over there teaching this shit. I would have been, I would have signed up, and I would have loved it if we could have nerded out uh, about writing and shit. You know. So that wasn't like a main motivation, but it was, it was a nice bonus that there was girls over there. Um, but to be fair, if there was. If there was if this was a class where girls just pepper sprayed you in the face to read like pain tolerance, I probably would have signed up for that too, but this was like both, it was like writing in you know it, it was just this cool little he- switch in headspace that like just took me like a full day to recover from and the class was I believe the class was once uh once a month was it or was it every week? I think it was once a month. We only did like three or four classes before corona hit. And they might have brought uh, at some point there was another girl so the other got a car fixer. So there's three of them. And uh at some they could have brought it in for all I know. But you know, it all got shut down right as we start cuz we were doing a lot of improv shit and um and I was like, "All right, when are we going to uh get to the, more of the writing? Cuz we did like that first day we did some writing exercises and stuff and um i think uh at, at the end of the day i think most people were over there and this is no like fault or or shot on the, the system most people were over there to get outside their head and to have some sort of other experience who also like wrote a little bit but that wasn't like their really their main thing which i don't know like what are you going to demonize people for that it was it was a nice nice little change up but i you know i went over there and would, like, bring over writing books and, like, be like, yeah, hey, what about, do you think? And the one that was uh, was more into writing, like, I pulled her aside one time when they were doing, like, improv, like, we had got eliminated from this improv game or something. And I was talking to her about it. I was like, do you think about this? And what about, you know, probably annoying her. And um, I, when I was talking to her, she had, like, a little necklace on. <clears throat> and she was, you know how someone nonchalantly will, like, pull their necklace and, like, take the charm and, like, rub it back and forth across the necklace, kind of, like, spin it a little bit? Sure. She was doing that. She was doing that when I was talking to her, and I just remember like that's like something real vivid that stuck in my head. And I was like, "Oh, I forgot. I like I forgot like those little things that she she didn't even notice she was doing it. And um, I just remember it was something that really stuck with me. Like, oh, I forgot like little mannerisms that that maybe women have that men don't and stuff like that. And it was like this real nonchalant thing that kind of like. Um, to me like represented like just the the difference and I don't know, it just really stood out to me. And I remember thinking like, oh I forgot about like the little things that um that you that you might have always you might have never noticed until until you were in prison or away from something for a long time. And uh overall it was a really cool experience. But but uh it was a different one and as soon as it started to get good the corona shit happened and they had to close everything down but yeah, that was, like, one of the good things that happened at this spot. And uh, even if they did bring the Corona in, which I, I can't put that on now, but it, it was worth it for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. It was cool, man. It was a cool little headspace, little change that made you think about shit. And, um, you know, it was just, a, it was just uh, a little island of a little island in here. Because I know every time I, I'd go back, I'd feel like, like, wow, it was cool to be in there. And, like, none of the guys were on the tough guy shit, acting, like, too cool or bullyish or, or you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was like everyone went in there and was like, okay, this is, I'll use one of your um, support group terms. It was like, this is a safe space. Like, just be yourself in here. No one's going to judge. We're not even going to make, talk about it, talk about it later unless we have a podcast where we want to make fun of a space cadet. And all oh, bets are off. But uh, yeah, as sure. far as, like, being out. <laughs> like being out on the yard. It was just, it was nice, man. It was a nice little change. It's probably the, my favorite thing of being in this joint so far.
0: Yeah, going to a creative writing class that doesn't even do any creative writing.
1: Well, to, to be fair, we didn't really have time. I think we had like four classes before it shut down, and there was a whole. There was one guy in particular that was like, um, so. They would be the girls as a collector, would be like, Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do creative writing or do you want to do improv games? And I'm like, No, we already did. We all know each other. We've all learned each other's names. And then there's this one guy that's always like, Who claimed to be a writer? Who's like writing screenplays all the time and shit. And uh, he's like, Improv games? And I'm like, Oh, Jesus. Christ. And so it got to the point where like the last one, I was like, I'm just going to sit out and I'm going to like go over some of these things that I brought in here. You guys uh, knock yourselves out. And uh, I. I was trying to figure out why this writer guy and everyone was so eager to play improv games, and it might have been so like subconsciously because you got to interact more with, um, with the people that came in or so. I I don't know, but I, that shit was kind of like, uh, uh, slightly annoying to me. I'm like, let's try. I just want to write some more because when we did the first extra writing exercise, we did, um, everyone wrote a little thing, and you know, I did my thing, and uh, the one. Uh, the one who who's more into writing was more into the writing she wrote and ours like everyone else's shit just rhymed it was just like you know it was just like simple shit like you know rhyming poetry and then we had like these little short little you know little pieces and I remember being like oh she's a good writer like yeah I'd like to nerd out about writing with her about this but I don't I'm in a weird position because I don't want to like be like the weird guy who's like hey like come over here like I want to like can we talk about this and I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable so there's like this you know, you still remember in the back of your mind, yeah. like, I'm still a fucking, still a convict.
0: Right, when she was rubbing her charm, I was I was worried if, I was a little bit, you know, concerned that maybe her charm was like some rosary beads or something where she's like, oh, fuck, I'm talking to this convict. But, you know, give me some Hail Marys or something. Like, Jesus, take the wheel.
1: No, <laughs> it definitely wasn't anything like that. It was just, it was, a, it was just a little gold necklace. I think he had a heart or something on it. And uh, it was like real nonchalant. It was real like, oh yeah, I'm listening to you. And then what about this? And, you know, they were amazing. By the way, they did they did their thing. They weren't uh, I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine being in their shoes and being as nonchalant and cool and and just genuine as they were. It, it was really nice, man. I, I wish we had like uh, the last class so like we could actually like thank them. You know, for uh, for just doing that. You know, I don't know if they know. I guess I guess what I'm I guess now that I'm thinking about it the the interactions and shit that we, that I took from it that I think we all took from it is was way more important than anything I would have learned about writing. It was it was like a reminder that it was the opposite of the, the other day when I went on that that healthcare thing and came back feeling like a goddamn animal. You know what I mean? It was it was the exact inverse of that, and it was kind of cool, man.
0: It was uh, an ability for you to get your head above water just for a little a
1: little brief second and take a, a breath. Yep. That's exactly what it was. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm still a human being. This is, all right. And uh, all, so much of that credit goes to them. And also, whoever, the chaplain did a pretty good job at picking the people that got to go over there. They didn't load it with like 30 or 40 people who were like just weirdos who who were talking like how you were kind of like, yeah, man, who's these bitches? Man? Oh, she was wearing these bills. You know, there was none, not, like n- none of that which was really good. And uh, all in all, it was, it was a cool little, I, I, I needed that. I wish it would have lasted longer, but yeah, I needed that. And it was cool. And so, yeah, so that was date night. I'd get all prepped for it every time and, you know, start getting my hair cut two days before so it would grow out a little bit. It'd be that perfect line and shit. Jesus. But, uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was uh, wait till I get out. It's probably going to be a whole thing. It's just going to be a whole day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was date night, man. It was cool. It was probably, you know, like I said, the best thing I've done here. Biggest head change. Whatnot. not? Yay! And you got some mail from me today. What
0: about that? Yes, and I did receive a a letter from you, and it's pretty interesting. And it um, includes uh, some pictures. I get to kind of meet your old neighbor, Rio. We're getting ready to get cut off, so when you call me back, I do have a, a couple listener questions. From an Ashley Bell, who I believe is in um Canada, excellent,
1: yeah, give me a second, and uh we'll go we'll go uh answer a b s question yep, sound good, I still think it's pretty comical
0: though that you do all this primping and preening and you're wearing an ornamental watch that doesn't even tell the time, and you got your good shoes on, you got rio's uh best pants on his belt uh a uh, crispy new v neck and you're not sure if you're allowed to just sport the v neck or if you have to have blues over it and uh i mean you even work out so you're a little bit uh puffed up and uh well yeah the cologne samples but where do you rub the cologne samples like neck i mean uh crotch what do you what do you do with the uh, you know on the outside if i if I knew I was going to go on a date i would i would like hit the neck with the you know squirt squirt and then you know maybe do a little casual you know, just in case, you know, a little a little shot to the crotch with the uh, cologne. Uh, maybe I'm the only dude. <laughs> am I the only dude that does that? I don't know. But,
1: uh... <laughs> um, I he just hit, like, the... um, Whatever Audrey Hepburn did on Breakfast with Tiffany, like, behind the ear. <laughs> I don't know, like, like on my neck. And then, like, a sl- gentle, light slide. I got to re- reuse this shit. Like, this is, like... It's all fun and games, do wanna smell good, but let's not let's not waste my whole uh, my whole sticky sample of uh, Christian Dior or, or uh, Giorgio Armani um, for one date right? No, that's fair. I had I had you know I'll just get and plus you don't want my ideas on cologne have changed over the years. I feel like when you're young you're just like shh, 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 as a, as opposed to like when that shit's strong when you're not like dousing yourself in it, like you're uh, extra on the cast of Jersey shore. Um, like when the uh, COs come in and here, you can smell them walk by the, if they walk by the cell and you're like reading or something, you can, and you don't see them, you can smell them and be like, Oh yeah, someone just walked by. There's that's gotta be strong. ass cologne.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's even offensive. You know, it's a uh, offensive to your factory. Uh, yeah. Offenses. It's like, damn, polo sport guy, take it easy. Punch him in the
1: nose over here. Here's, Here's the thing that I think you would find funny if you could do, like, if I could shoot this as some sort of time-lapse or, or a show or a movie. I do all this preening, right? Because this is, like, my – this is just the, my mentality with stuff. I do all this preening, and then I go over there and act so nonchalant. <laughs> like, 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 I just act – like, that's the whole thing, right? Like, look the best you can and act like you just rolled out of bed like this. That's, like, my whole approach to, to life. <laughs> and, uh, oh, by the way, as soon as I went over there, I'm like, okay – how am I gonna take this uh it was kinda cold out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like it was probably like January <laughs> January or something. So I'm like, oh, let me just slowly unbutton this button up blue and she just turn around and it's off and I'm just in a V neck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun
0: I think it's fun though that everyone else is primped and preened, to the you know, to the best of their ability
1: as well. Yeah. They went different. They went a different route. They went with more clothes, but like nice, like fleece and shit like that that you're allowed to wear over there. I went on my Florida shit, and I'm like, yeah, V-neck. That's what that's what's happening. Real, real, real nonchalant the whole time. Like, oh yeah, this whole thing we're doing this. Okay, cool. I wish I my hair would have been longer I'd have been doing some real Dave Cardinal, like flipping the hair out of my face shit or something I don't know all right, that, let's get... but see, listen i wanna make i wanna make this clear real quick that's just me in general like I wasn't over there like yep i'm gonna I'm gonna leave here with a with a you know with a future girl or, you know i wasn't I wasn't on any shit like that, and i was I was never that's just me like when I go on visits when my mom's coming to visit, I do the same thing I get all like gussied up and shit. I'm a fancy girl. Yeah, sounds like you were the
0: bell of the ball. So can we get to yeah. A.B.'s questions there?
1: Yeah, let's talk. I wish you would.
0: Okay. Uh, so, um, actually, Bell's first question, uh, can you stay in contact with old friends from the inside if they get out before you do and vice versa? That would be, what would you
1: call that? Uh, you get their hookups? I can't remember what you called it. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually a good question. That's like almost like a that's an insightful question because when they get out on parole, they're not supposed to have contact with anyone, any current inmates or anyone else on parole. Like if you're on parole, you can't even be in a car. You can, if you get pulled over and you're in a car with someone on parole who, who's also on parole, you can get in trouble. Oh. So, yeah, so they're not supposed to. But this is really what happens on the JP thing. You can put you know, you can put Freddie Schnurz as your name on the j thing and it'll show up at that. So they don't fucking know. So people, yeah, people talk. People still talk, you're not supposed to though. And uh, if your parole officer finds out that you are, they can violate you for that. And one of the things I haven't really been able to figure out, I got a bunch of, I got some friends in here that are doing all day, as we say, they're doing life sentences. And I think I've heard different things that once I get off parole, I can visit them. Um, or only family members but you can if you're clergy you can visit anyone so I could get out and get one of those like internet clergy things like become a bishop or whatever and then come visit old uh, hitman Rob in here because I, I want to be I want to I gotta see him again I love that guy you know uh, You know. I, I got a couple friends that are doing life never is, get out is Rob
0: doing all day? I thought he had like a 35 year bit
1: no he's doing all day natural life as they say Oh. Uh, damn. Okay. Well um But you, know, you never know. You never know. But yeah, that's yeah, he's doing all day.
0: Do you get to see your kids slash family and how often can they visit?
1: Well there's no visits going on now. Um I the kid hasn't uh come visit hasn't been able to visit me because his Grandparents won't bring them up to come visit me but I talked to them on the phone until recently um, and I when I first came to prison I got visits a lot I got visits so often that I was like yeah don't you don't have to come up every week but like, you guys are driving like three hours it was more for them I mean it was nice to go out hang out and see but I see I talked to my mom and see my mom and sister and well not my sister because we were living close to each other but my mom and my dad more after coming to prison than the years leading up to it, the, the last couple of years leading up to it. Like, we'd have to go down there to visit them in Florida and stuff. But So I'm lucky like that. I get I get visits from people. And uh, I see, I probably see, you know, it slowed down, especially when I went up over the bridge and I was in prisons in the Upper Peninsula where I'd see them. I think the longest I ever went without a visit was eight months. But for a while, it was when we're closer, it's like, you know,
0: every other week. Oh, yeah, I get to see him. Yeah, but ever since the Rona and your prison went crazy with it in the very beginning, so you probably haven't had a visit since uh, March or
1: late February. Yeah, um, yeah, probably yeah, probably February, something like that. I had one of the later ones right before they got rid of it. Little sis came to see me, and I'm I'm closer down to I got a lot of family in Detroit and stuff, you know. So I'm in, I'm closer to it now, so I get visits from people that are around there and stuff. I'm lucky like that. I'm blessed like that. But yeah, no one's getting visits now. So,
0: right. So uh, her third question I thought would have been great for uh, a podcast that we've already done when you were talking about a uh, you know kind of the opposite of annoyingly positive, Bobby, and you know some of the interworkings on that. So her third question is: Your writing is so deep and heartfelt. Do you ever feel like being inside your own head is overwhelming, especially when there are limited outlets where you are other than writing.
1: Mm, yeah. Ashley, that's great. Uh, that's a good. That's also insightful. Uh, and being she, inside my head. Go ahead. Well, she doesn't have the liberties of
0: hearing what we already recorded because we haven't published it, that, that podcast where you kind of get more into it and the avenues that writing does for you and stuff like that. But I thought it was a good question that we could uh, ask and you could expound on.
1: That's a really good question. Um, Being inside my head, which I I have to assume this is, I'm not the only one that most people feel like this, but being inside my head has literally been, well, not literally, has figuratively been a war, like a struggle that has led to so many things, from you know in a string of things from depression to addiction to self-destructive suicidal you know what I mean like brain in my head has been a struggle <clears throat> and it's it started when I was young and it started with a conversation well it, it culminated with a conversation with my mom driving me home from junior high one day I think I was probably like 12 or 13 and I was crying and I was saying what is the purpose of life like what does it all mean what's it all for and my poor mom's like I don't you need to see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Poor mama C. You know, I'm asking her all these existential questions and she doesn't know how how to deal with it, you know, which is one of the main reasons I'm like, man, I got to be in like in Cassius's life more as much as I can be because I know he's got to have a brain. I know he has, a, he has a brain like me and I had no one around me that could go, hey, hey, listen, this is what it is. No one. My mom is, you know, smart and everything, but she doesn't have her brain doesn't work like mine. You know what I mean? I'm a 12 year old having like existential despair about like the meaning of life, and you know what I'm saying. And so, yeah, that's been a struggle. And writing does help. And this this shit, me and you do helps too. And I feel like you have a lot of that too. You're you're your own worst enemy, being trapped in our own heads, right? Oh,
0: well, for sure. Well, at least.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I guess
0: you could flip the coin and say that's uh, a luxury or that's a, a positive. But I don't know. Half the time, I would say, no, it's it's the opposite of that. So, you know, I
1: don't know. Yeah, but we did cover that a little bit on something that should come out. I don't know what order these are going to come out, but good question. You want me to tap out first?
0: I knew what you were doing. You, were, you know, you were like, "Oh, if you want to be silent, I'll be silent too." So I thought I'd play. You know, for the viewers, that's that's exactly what just happened. It was my turn to talk, but I really didn't have anything. And uh, so Bobby was supposed to take over, but he knew, he wanted me to you know stew in my own silence. So he was going to let me have it, and I knew that, so I played along. And that'll probably hit the cutting room floor, and nobody will ever know it, but it'll be fun enough as it was.
1: So, No, no, that's in there. I want the viewer to be like, is there something wrong? No, the time stamp is still ticking by. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, it was a, it's just a weird standoff we could have. Right, it's like, a, a, who's going to blink first? Chicken. Yeah, it's
1: wait.
0: <laughs> the poor viewer. Like, we're idiots. <laughs> hey, I know what we'll do. We'll have silent chicken, and, and uh, we'll be on a podcast. Just, just because I know you well enough to know that you're doing it to me, so I'm going to do it back to you.
1: And, you know, God, we're idiots. The only reason I wanted to find its way to the cutting room floor is because I lost.
0: <laughs> because I,
1: cause I tapped out. So I, I was I, like, maybe something is, is wrong with his phone.
0: I was gonna I was gonna go till they kicked us off the phone. Uh yeah. So uh if if you don't have much else, Bobby, we can um we can throw this to the um same producer.
1: You're good? If you want, uh afterwards we could talk about the stuff I sent you because I want your take on an eyebrow list picture of idiot neighbor Rio and the menu and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. We can talk about that. And I didn't really see. All right, yeah. Well, let's uh, end the show, and then we'll uh, get into some of that stuff. I got to run in and get some of it, so I can. Uh, and maybe later at some point, uh, uh, if it if it comes up of uh, a big point of interest or something, we can uh, talk about the little care package you sent me. So other than that, I think uh, go ahead, Bobby.
1: Yeah, just uh, I wanted to tell everyone to stay tuned. The next uh, the next two episodes are just going to be prolonged games of silent chicken. Um, so just be prepared for that.
0: Yeah, and everyone loses when we play Silent Chicken. Okay, so, and with that, we gone. I think fp finally here.
1: What? <laughs> Idiots, we're just playing Silent Chicken at the end of the fucking oh, That's great. you got to leave that in. You have to leave it in. You have one <laughs>
0: minute remaining.
1: What a bunch of dummies. <laughs> You're a piece of shit.
0: To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to com.
1: This has been another Notes from the Pen production.